speed like you've never seen before. Call me crazy, but he's not going to win. What? What? This is NASCAR. This is the Behind the Wall podcast brought to you by Behind the Wall Media, your source for all things NASCAR. Bringing you the weekly NASCAR news with a comedic edge and a hot side of cold takes. The Behind the Wall podcast with your hosts, Henry Hobbs, Josh Slate, Adam Thomas, and Jay Young. Now pull those belts tight and hit the gas. Podcast episode 76. I'm Henry Hobbs. Josh Slate joins us again this week. Uh, we had our first taste of short track racing. I, I said it last week, air quotation marks right here. Just imagine I'm doing the little thing with my fingers. The first short track, uh, first short track race that we've seen so far with this next gen package. Uh, depends when you ask people how they felt about the race, you're really going to have to you know, ask a bunch of people because there are mixed opinions out there. I thought it was, it wasn't the greatest racing of all time. And I think a lot of it has to do with the resin. You know, it's, it's not very natural. I thought the, that the resin would be better than the PJ one. I was incorrect on that thought. You know, it ended up just being a one lane freight train and it, I don't know, something about Phoenix. And I, I think, you know, a major attribute to the track and I think what is kind of messing up the racing is the dog leg. The dog leg is fantastic on restarts. I love seeing five, six, seven wide. But there's the the cars are just so spread out on the track. There's not a lot of opportunity for beating and banging, which is gonna, you know, uh, which is gonna create the better racing. So I think there's there's no way to fix it. Phoenix is Phoenix, but I'm starting to I'm starting to lose my my overall interest in Phoenix. I don't know if it's just me, Josh. How how do you feel about Phoenix and the race we saw this past weekend? Well, I've said it not a time in and like every time we go there, it's it's just not a good track. It's it's just produced boring racing. And frankly, if you need resin or some track compound to make the racing good you probably shouldn't hold a championship race at the event. You never saw us doing it with Homestead or, uh, well, Homestead's the only one we had, but we never saw Resin or PJ1 at Homestead. But if you want to get rid of the dogleg, go back to, what was it, 2007, where they had grass all on there. They ended up paving over it because they wanted the wide racing and all that. So Phoenix is just, it's such a boring track. I used to dislike Loudon, but Loudon's really grown on me. And I think... It's just a product of like the newer cars just not producing good racing. And some races are slow. We're comparing this this race to what we've seen the past three weeks and it's been or four weeks and it's been very exciting. Not really strung out. But this weekend should be good. Going to Atlanta, you don't know what kind of racing we're gonna get, but Phoenix was our first taste of short track racing, and I think there's potential with this car, but there's not potential with the track. A lot of drivers said the resin ended up screwing it up, making it a one-lane track. One of the biggest names, Denny Hamlin, he's been voicing his opinion a lot. 
he was one of the main people I saw talking about the resin and he's talked about a lot of shortcomings with NASCAR and decisions they make. So I'm interested to see how it plays out when we get to get to Richmond, get to Loudoun, some of the flatter short tracks and uh, see if it's a car problem or if it's just a Phoenix problem. And I think it's going to be the latter. Yeah. I, I'm I'm disappointed to say the least with the with the racing that we saw and I, I had I had some high hopes going into this weekend and I think a lot of that is because of the racing that we've seen so far this year, but at the same time I sh- I should have you know kept my my ambitions and my hopes and dreams in check because at the end of the day it is Phoenix, I think it can put on a decent championship race when everything's on the table but you know fourth race of the season it's it's a it's a different story i mean we're we're still you know in the age of the next gen car where there's there's not a ton of backup cars and you know you you really don't want to go out there and trash your stuff but you know I, even with the abysmal racing and i actually uh, abysmal is the incorrect word for that uh the lackluster racing i thought it was still an interesting race it was intriguing uh we really saw the next gen car shine in terms of uh, the the different drivers racing up front. Uh, we saw the 200th first time winner in NASCAR or the NASCAR Cup Series this past weekend with Chase Chase Briscoe. But you know, I think the the track failed, the car shined, and that's that's I think that's how it's going to be for you know a couple different races this season. I'm not going to pinpoint those races because I'd have to really sit there and think about it. But I think the car is really going to show that it's. This is this is the best car that we've had in a while, and the tracks are gonna fall short because you know at the end of the day, you put a bad car on a bad track, and you know you don't know what what the issue is. But this is a good car on a bad track, and then the the bad aspect of the track is gonna show. But you know, four races into the season, uh, we've had you know Fox Fox mentioned it. It's the parody party. Uh, first place, first time winner in the Cup Series, Chase Briscoe. Ross Chastain finishing runner-up. Team Trackhouse is finished in the top. He's been the top five the past three weeks with a third, second, or a fourth, third, and second. Uh, Chastain looked really good throughout the race. Tyler Reddick, uh, I thought Tyler Reddick was going to end up winning the race. I was looking forward to seeing him notch his first victory. I still, even with all the laps that. Chase Briscoe led. I did not think he was going to be able to pull it out. I thought there was going to be, you know, the classic, you know, NASCAR underdog where something goes wrong in the in the final like fifty laps. That didn't end up happening. Chase Briscoe notches his win, but it was it was it was an intriguing race, but it was only because of the car. Yeah, I like what you said. Bad track, good car, and I think, uh, like you said, that's where it's uh, going to shine. I really like the car so far. Uh, you saw that it was hard to drive, and that's one of the biggest things I want. You saw Chase Elliott spin by himself. Eric Jones spin by himself. A couple other notables. You had Logano in practice tap the wall. It's it's still a challenge, and I hope it's just not getting acclimated to the car. I hope that the car is just generally hard to drive, and uh, I think we're seeing that, and uh, I, I'm just really excited to see how it can fare on the short track. I always call the next couple weeks kind of like the – the short track swing. We have the West Coast swing. Now we're going to have the short track swing. We used to have pavement Bristol there, but now we have dirt Bristol. And uh, hopefully we get a good race with that. But it's Bristol, Martinsville, uh, Richmond, all in there. And then Talladega's in the middle. So I'm really excited to see how those are. 
I should be at two of those, or hopefully three of those four. So excited to uh, see the car more in person and kind of get a really good feel for how it runs, especially at short tracks, not just a mile and a half cookie cutters. I mentioned it earlier in the podcast that a lot of a lot of fans are starting to come around uh, to the realization that Phoenix should not be the championship race. So I, w- I really want to get you your uh, your thought on the state of Phoenix Raceway. You know, do we do we run two races there, uh, one in the regular season, one in the playoffs, like we used to do, or do we do we only have the championship race at Phoenix as their only race of the year, or should you should we keep it how it is now? I want to. How do you think? The schedule, do you think that what we saw this past weekend is going to have an effect on next year's schedule when they, uh, when they start looking at, you know, where are we going to have the championship race? Are we going to go back to one rate, uh, one and done for the championship race? Like what, what, how do you feel about the state of Phoenix? As much as I hate to say it, I feel like a lot of what NASCAR looks like looks at is fan engagement and Phoenix just redid their whole infield. They have a lot going for them. They redid their stands, moved to start finish line, yada, yada, yada. But the racing isn't good. And I said it last week, we need to only go to a track once if it's our championship event. Phoenix shouldn't be on the schedule twice. One, because the racing sucks. And two, because it's a championship race. What made Homestead so special year in and year out was the fact that you only went there once a year. All the notes that you have come from the year before. Now teams are going to take what they know from now, and they're going to be building on that all year long in preparation for the championship race, which you shouldn't be able to do. And uh, I think it'll definitely come down to some schedule changing in the near future. I don't know if it's going to be as early as next year, just because of how new the Phoenix, I guess, like fan zone and stands is. But I don't know. The racing needs a switch because it just does not provide good racing whatsoever i like what you said there about the the fan experience because i I do believe that that's one of the reasons that the championship race is being held at phoenix and if i had to to guess on the state of phoenix raceway i would say that the racing is on life support and the plug that's keeping it alive is the fan experience like you said you know they spent a ton of money renovating the track they changed the track layout uh, moved the pits around, added uh, added new new seats, uh, new amenities, uh, brand new infield. So I think you were you you hit that on the head. I think that it's it's definitely on life support right now. I mean, you know, we 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 could see a totally different race in the fall, and then a totally new race in the spring. You know, first time at Phoenix, but uh, I I I truly do believe. It's on life support. I really would like to see NASCAR make a change uh, with the championship race. Like I've just, I've never been a huge fan of it being at Phoenix. Like I, I mean, I'm going to say it a million times. The fan experience is great. I love that they can sell the place out. They had a sellout, or the past two races have been a sellout at Phoenix, which is which is fantastic. That's what you need for a championship race. But then the then you start to wonder, you know, can we get better racing in the same amount of fans in the seats? at another track. I don't know if you can fill the seats at Homestead anymore. I don't think it's, I don't think it's possible for a championship event. I think you can, we, we haven't seen it in the past. Every, every weekend championship weekend, the championship race sold out all up until they left. That that race was sell out. It it sold out last year in Phoenix. And I think if you put it, they also, they also added anywhere. 
a ton of a ton of banners onto the seats. So a lot of the seats were covered up because heading into turn one, you had kind of like the tier system with the with the uh, with the banners. So they did block off and it, it it crunched them up. But I just don't know that you know I don't know you'd be able to you'd be able to sell out any any track that's larger than uh, forty five thousand uh, with fans for a championship race. Richmond maybe could do it. Uh, they've, they've just nuked their, their seating situation. So I think, you know, Richmond could do it. Bristol, they would never have a championship race at Bristol, but uh, Bristol could sell out, uh, Talladega or not Talladega, Daytona could sell out. Uh, but I think you, a lot of the tracks you wouldn't be able to sell out. And the ones that, you know, have the fan amenity, fan amenities that you really would like for a championship race. I don't think that those tracks are capable of hosting a championship race and it being good yeah finding the perfect championship venue is obviously tough you want something that's in a hot market you want some a track that provides good racing and you want there to be just buzz going around the race and that's what i think the miami area brought to nascar it's a different market you don't go that far down in florida uh daytona's northern uh miami's down on like the very bottom so i think phoenix yeah, it gets two times or uh, gets it two times a year. But if you go there once, it's supply and demand. If you only go there once a year, more people are gonna go, and uh, I feel like we're gonna see better better crowds. And Homestead was the same way. Whenever you go there once a year and you provide good racing, people are gonna go. And I think wherever you put the championship race, it's gonna sell out. It's the championship race. You could put the Super Bowl in the middle of Afghanistan, and I bet you. 10,000 American or a hundred thousand Americans would be knocking on the doors, trying to buy tickets. I don't it's, know about that one. You put a championship event anywhere. And, uh, I think you could pull in a good amount of people. So finding the perfect track is tough. Uh, yeah. Richmond could fill it out. We're never going to see a championship race at a short track. Granted, I don't think we should. I think we need to stick for, uh, a mile or bigger for a championship venue, but, we got to do something because we can't just keep going here and being content with crappy racing. I think Sh- Chicago land would be a fun track to see a championship race. You got, you got the yes, market, bring it there back, in Joliet. You've got lights. I, I think besides the fact that it's going to be pretty stinking cold during the championship weekend, I still think that the racing would be fantastic there. I'd be at the top of my list. Either Chicago there, land was- there or Atlanta. Chicago land was continuously one of the best mile and a halfs we have on the schedule. I think I'd put that above. I'd put Chicago land homestead and then put, I guess, Kansas and Vegas as a, a close third, uh, just cause the kind of racing it provides, but Chicago land was always interesting. You go for Bowman's first win in a battle with Larson the year before you got Larson and, uh, Kyle Busch, slide job race, another phenomenal race, and now it's gone. And I think we're going back to Chicago. It'll likely be a street course, which I just still don't think we should do. But uh, it creates buzz. That's what it's all about. It's Unfortunately, NASCAR is in a decline, and we need that buzz to turn the decline uh, backwards and start increasing viewership, increasing fans, and just increasing interest and the the fan engagement and i think that's what nascar is trying to do especially these next couple of years they're really going to focus on where they can get the most people talking about nascar until we find a stable spot where the sport is continuously growing 
it's going to be experimenting. Yeah. All right. This is actually a perfect segment into our Mount Rushmore because this week it is the Mount Rushmore of NASCAR tracks. But before we get to our Mount Rushmore, I want to give a shout out to fan cards. If you're looking for a gift or debit card for your favorite college team, then you need to know about fan cards. They've got licensed gift and debit cards powered by MasterCard for over 25 of the biggest teams in college sports. Plus, when you order a fan card and set up direct deposit, you're automatically entered to win tickets to see your, see your team play. Shout to MyFanCard.com to learn more. Once again, MyFanCard.com. Joshua, I'll, I'll, I will grace you with the number one pick just because I'm nice. The number one pick with all and all in NASCAR, you got to go Bristol. The atmosphere that that track provides, you got stands surrounding it, the last great Coliseum, the racing, 30-something degrees of banking, short track racing, love that place, my favorite track in the world. I'm going to go with the obvious number one pick, Daytona International Speedway. Oh, that's so wrong. Oh, no, dude, it is, it is the greatest track in NASCAR, the most prestigious track in NASCAR. You can't... I, Cannot believe you you laid that one up to me. I'm taking Daytona number one. I can never put a super speedway at the top. I wouldn't put it on my Mount Rushmore. Uh, with number two, I'm going to go Martinsville. Martinsville is an awesome track. Great. Racing there is always good, no matter the car you bring there. You could go throw some go-karts on that track right now, and I bet you it'd be the best race you've ever seen. So Martinsville, at uh, I guess my two spot. In spite of you. I'm going to stick on the super speedway trend. Number two, Talladega. Fantastic racing, exciting racing. One of the few tracks where you can legitimately stand the entire time because the racing is that good. Plus, the fan experience is even better. The party, the big one on the boulevard, the beer, the debauchery, all of that combined is fantastic. Talladega super speedway, number two. Ooh, at three... I don't know. It's kind of tough. I'll go. I'm going to go Homestead because like I just mentioned, it's the atmosphere, the environment's great. It gets a buzz down in Miami. The racing's always good. It's the best mile and a half that we have on the schedule right now. So I'll put Miami up there. Number three for me, I'm going to switch ranks, go with a short track. Richmond Raceway or as I like to call it, Richmond International Raceway, because I'm a good old boy. Richmond Raceway, it is it is racing perfection. It is a fantastic track. And going back to my argument earlier, I think we saw a great track, track with a bad car, but hopefully the hopefully Richmond Raceway shines this year when we when we put together a great car with a great track. I just I love the racing there. It's it's essentially an intermediate track that is three quarters of a mile races like an intermediate track simply racing perfection plus uh the fan amenities there's awesome new garage yada 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 i could go on and on about richmond but up on the mount rushmore the d-shaped oval in henrico virginia uh, racing perfection that's a old slogan too oh, bad yeah. they had to move away from that when the racing got boring <laughs> but speaking they of went that, to the chaos track <laughs> yeah chaos track that didn't produce chaos except for when Ryan Newman almost ran into the ambulance, but that's a story for a different time. Um, I'm going to go with my last spot. I feel like Watkins Glen's really, it's my favorite road course. If, if we only had one road course on the schedule, I wish we did, but uh, it'd be 
Watkins Glen. The camping there is awesome. The fans around the area just just love racing. The place is packed for IMSA weekend, NASCAR weekend, SCCA races, all of that stuff. It's it's a packed place. There's a buzz around it, and it produces the best racing of all the road courses we go to. So give me Watkins Glen up there. I'm a big road course guy now. All right. I'm going to the epicenter of NASCAR for my fourth and final pick for this Mount Rushmore. We're going to Charlotte Motor Speedway. It is it is an iconic mile-and-a-half track. Granted, we haven't always seen the best racing there, but uh, I think racing really is going to pick up now that we have this next-gen car. The Roval should be even better now, but you know, just something about uh, Memorial Day weekend, the Coca-Cola 600 at Charlotte. It's it's tough to beat. It's it's truly a spectacle. I got to go for the very first time uh, during Roval weekend. First time I'd been at uh, at Charlotte Motor Speedway, and I was blown away. Just walking through the walking through the infield tunnel, coming out uh, under the back stretch, it was it was fantastic. So number four, Charlotte Motor Speedway. That facility think, is so nice. It's oh, just it's, like it's a, beautiful. It it's just like a clean track. Same with Daytona. Like it's just everything there is so perfect. Like I, you just look at Charlotte, the walls are all freshly painted red, white, and blue. The turf just makes everything pop that bright green. It's just an awesome track. I love that place. I'm so excited to go back in May. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Well, we got a, we got a super exciting race this weekend. I think out of all the races this year, this is the one I'm, I've been looking forward to the most. We got the brand new Atlanta Motor uh, Atlanta Motor Speedway. Uh, twenty eight degrees of banking in the turns. They have uh, they have uh, narrowed the racing surface. I think that this may be the best change that NASCAR or SMI, whoever you want to give credit to. I think this is the best change that has happened in a while. I think we're going to see some some serious beating and banging, some great racing on a brand new surface. It's just going to be a great unknown, a brand new, essentially a brand new track with a brand new car. What could go wrong? Yeah, I'm just scared what kind of racing we're going to get. It's I feel like I was talking to it about it with somebody else. And um, it's I feel like it's going to race how they wanted the old 2019 packaged race. I feel like it's going to be a snake. I feel like it's going to be single file, but I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But uh I don't know. I feel like it's just going to be experimenting all week uh, or all weekend. We don't know what's going to happen. Should be interesting. I'm going to be glued to the TV for practice qualifying. And of course the race is on Saturday and Sunday. I'm I'm just so I've been, I'm just looking forward to it. I'm pissed that I cannot be down there for the race. Adam screwed me with his, his uh, pilot travels because I was, I was really looking forward to flying down to Atlanta, spending the weekend and, the the great state of not really te- george is a terrible I'm, I'm just talking about their colleges george is a great state but uh i was i was really looking forward to getting down there but the tv will have to have to do for this weekend but I, i'm looking forward to it but you know like i said a moment ago the great unknown this weekend let's make some picks i'm ex- I, i'm ready to i'm ready to lose both my picks but let's uh let's have some fun here Ooh. Who you got for your dark horse? Dark horse, uh, Eric Amarola. He finished just outside the top 10 this week. I feel like 
when it comes to a track where there's drafting and stuff. We didn't see it too much at Daytona, but I think the Fords are going to really excel. I think Eric Armarola is going to be one to watch. Race winner, I'm going to go... I'm going to really go out on a limb here. I'm going to say Brad Kozlowski. If it races like a pack race, which it's supposed to do, I feel like Brad Kozlowski is one of the better pack racers. He's going to find a way up front, and he could be the first-time winner on this new Atlanta surface. All right, I'm going to go with Bubba Wallace for my dark horse. I love Toyota's this year been disappointing, but I, I think that was it's, it's how it is every year. They always start off really slow. Daytona 500's hit or miss, whether they're they're dominant or not, but they always start really slow. But the one team that I've been impressed by so far, well, there's really only two teams with a Toyota camp, but 2311 has put together some fantastic race cars. We see Kurt Busch drive through the field week in and week out. I think he may have the most, uh, he, he may have the most green flag uh, passes. So I, I'm, I'm still impressed with what Bubba, Bubba has done so far. So I got him as my dark horse. Uh, race winner, I'm going to go with, uh, my gut says Kyle Larson, but I said last week that I'm never going to pick him again if he failed me. And what did he do? He went and failed me. So I'm going to go with Tyler Reddick as my race winner, who could be argued as a dark horse. I'm not going to get an argument about that, but uh, Tyler Reddick race winner. I just, I, I, I love what I've seen out of him so far this season constantly running up front he had one bad race at uh at las vegas but every other race has been fantastic for him yeah that's a uh not a bad pick i mean i don't know i feel like he'll definitely have a shot this weekend it's anybody's race gonna race like like they said a plate race so i guess we'll see what happens yep all right folds of honor quick trip 500 this weekend on Fox, 3.30 p.m. Eastern. Get ready. Get excited. It's going to be a blast. And on behalf of Josh Slate, I'm Henry Hobbs. Find the Wall Podcast. We'll see you next week.